Welcome to the Parables of Plant Medicine. On this season, season three of the podcast, we are going to get wide and deep on plant medicine experiences that devolve and evolve around metaphysics, the realms of the energetic reality, the power of gratitude, and shared spiritual and psychedelic experiences. This season is also an important one to me and a special one to me as it is dedicated to my grandma who gave us 106 years of wisdom, love, and compassion. Thank you for being incredible, Grandma. You will be forever missed. Jeff Wilson here with my dear friend, Ramona Kaparakis. How are you, Ramona? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I'm awesome. Thank you. Oh, man. It's been a long time coming. I think I asked you to be on the Parables of Plant Medicine two years ago. And uh, all of your friends and all of your partners have been on, and you haven't been on yet. And I was super excited to finally get on your calendar, given how busy you are, to uh, to speak with you because... I think, and you brought it up to me earlier, the first time we met was uh, at that mushroom or that Shanga, yeah, mushroom ceremony, correct? Yes, that's it. Yeah, at Rouhani. Yep. Yeah. And I remember, uh, I think you gave me a bed <laughs> that I didn't have because <laughs> I didn't even know what was going on or a pillow or something like that. <laughs> I was totally, I might as well have been walking into a, into a crowded place <laughs> naked and you were just like, Oh, well, you don't, you, this is going to be hard for you if you don't have this stuff. So I want to say, I do remember that. And uh, thank you so much for that. Oh, well, you're very welcome. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Makes that floor a little soft. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly did. I can't imagine, uh, what it, what it would have been like without it um, either way. And uh, you've been doing some very interesting things with your partners. Uh, you've opened up a healing center um, in La Fortuna. You guys have become incredibly academically educated on the plant medicine experiences. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the school uh, and what uh, people can expect when uh, they get going there. And do you have a, are you guys open yet or, or when will that date be? Do you think? Well, first, I just want to say that it's an honor and I feel very grateful for this opportunity to share with you and your audience. And it's uh, a wonderful thing to be able to share my story. So I'm very grateful for the opportunity that you bring me. So thank you so much. Thank you. Um, we are not open yet. We are just in the process of starting our build. And it is out here in La Fortuna where I'm living in Costa Rica. Um, we're going to focus on integration uh, we feel that integration is a very important aspect of plant medicine, where you can take your consultations and lessons learned in the medicine and then go back to when you go back to your life, which is always kind of coming at you in terms of, you know, aggressions or conflicts, frustrations, false news, TV shows with crime, work nine to five, etc., whatever your life might be. And, and finding a way to take what you've learned in medicine and the beautiful feeling you left there with and mesh it into your real life. And uh, this can be and usually is very difficult and it can create an imbalance. 
So integration, in in my opinion, is lacking support here in Costa Rica anyway, where almost, I live. Yeah, almost everywhere, right? It, and it's so right, strange. Yeah. It is the most important part because of the world that we live in is so different. And there's so many different energies out in the world that we live in than the one that is the most true, which I believe is the spirit world and, and is the energetic realms and worlds. And, uh, and we've both seen it happen. Right. Somebody gets mm -hmm. a message in the spirit world and all of a sudden they quit their job or they go out onto a journey for a year and they go do something and they're like, oh, I shouldn't have quit my job. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. there's there's these interesting moments where you're I think sometimes integration, the, the, the part there, it's so important. But when you touch God for the first time or when you touch that part of yourself, which is holy, um, you tend to get so excited that mm -hmm. you want to live that spiritual path and and uh and because plant medicine in my mind is a bit of a shortcut um to get to where we, we want to get to and to be honest we need it 100 percent, we need it because we're not getting there on our own in a lifetime so mm -hmm. so the shortcut can sometimes come with um interesting moments where we're so sure that we should be doing something and yet as as Faisal said that the first time and as we said you, you always kind of got to journal what you're thinking about doing for the next couple of days and, and sit back and go okay remember where you are and is this the exact sort of lesson uh that you need to do and, and does it require some preparation because in the spirit world i don't think they understand time so you yeah. may end up quitting your job but you don't have to do it the next day kind of thing right Right, exactly. Something big like that should be considered a little bit first. Yeah, yeah. And 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 sometimes it's just the straw that broke the camel back. But I love the fact that you are sitting there and processing and integration and being a mirror for the other people to do that. Um, I guess before we get back in integration, we'll get back into that a little okay. bit later. But what? how did you start your journey into plant medicine? Well, that's... That's kind of a wild ride for me. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Prior to plant medicine, I was a true believer of the matrix, you know, living my life successfully by those standards, if you will. But um, I was unfulfilled with my internal suffering due to my traumas and identifying myself with my mind and my thoughts and my beliefs. But I came onto this path unknowing. Um, I knew nothing about this healing path. I was given a message from something higher than me to drink ayahuasca. And I did not even know what ayahuasca was. But okay, I knew that pull, I had to listen. Pull back for a second here. Let's talk about that message. Because I talked to Dr. Bruce, who I think you know uh, yeah. as well out in Samra. Great guy. But he said, yeah, I was in the shower one day. And I have a window in my shower and uh, I heard it. I heard it once in the shower. I said, you need to drink ayahuasca. And I was like, mm -hmm. is someone talking outside my shower. And then as he was walking to work, two other people, one person he heard yeah. in, in passing and another person said, Dr. Bruce, have you ever tried ayahuasca? And he said, okay, what is going on here? And then yeah. he decided to try it. So if you're okay with it, and if you're feeling yeah. comfortable, how did that message uh, come to you exactly? Well, Bruce and I have exchanged our story stories, and they are very similar. Nice. Um, I was back in Canada uh, in my son, my one son and my one daughter's home, and just literally walking from the dining room to the hallway. 
like nothing, doing nothing, middle of the day, <laughs> walking through the house. Yeah. And I get in my head, you will drink ayahuasca in February. <laughs> and I thought, hmm, what's ayahuasca? <laughs> so I just kind of put it on the back burner. Um, I'll deal with this later because I was busy with things. And, and when I came back to Costa Rica, I thought, well, I better figure out what this is so i you know i pull up the internet and i didn't even know how to spell ayahuasca you know i had no idea. i still have trouble i still have trouble <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so then i'm reading and i was in the process i had just sold my house in coco and i was in the process of packing and you know there was time limits there i had to be out by a certain date and da 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 and i didn't have a lot of time with everything i had to do but what I started to read was, oh, you had to go down to the Amazon in the jungle. And, and I'm thinking, I'm not doing that, like a lone woman. And I don't have time for this. Like, what is this? And But it wouldn't leave me alone. It was just this nigging feeling, like constantly nigging at me. And and so then, you know, I'm looking again. And, oh, my gosh, they, they have places here in Costa Rica. Okay. Oh, but I have to go for a week? I don't have a week. Who's going to watch my dogs? Like, so, so as it happened, uh, you know how it does, um, turned out that uh, ceremony right there in Coco was presented to me. And I actually sat in ayahuasca the very next week. And the date was February 29th. So it was in February. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, listeners, Pia here. So I worked with Jeff Wilson to write his book, Evolve the Parables of Plant Medicine. If you've been feeling a little lost lately and haven't looked into the magical world of plant medicine yet, here is your sign to discover the depths of their power. Read Jeff's book to learn more about his journey to healing and transformation and how you can get started. I highly recommend this book. Just search Amazon for Evolve the Parables of Plant Medicine to get your copy. And if you would like to write a book, you can go to my website at www.piaedberg.com. So you got there. It it wasn't a full week then, or or uh, it was just it was, a couple of days? Or? It was a one-nighter, yeah, yeah, and it was profound. It was really, really profound. I had a what they call a celestial surgery. I didn't really know what it was at the time, but I do now. And so let's I talk, got... let's talk about going into that ceremony, what you're being told, how your expectations are, how you felt before all of this happened. But so you get to the place. Yeah. I, I didn't look into what ayahuasca was. I didn't do any of the background work. I, I knew nothing, nothing, nothing still. And so I went with a little trepidation, but more excitement than anything. Like, I'm just listening. I'm here. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm here. And and I had, you know, the first cup, the second cup. And then, you know, and then I got, like, just overwrought with the giggles. And I couldn't stop giggling and giggling. And people were getting sick. And, and that made me laugh harder. And, and uh, but that's, really, that was it. That's so beautiful uh, because your purging was in laughter, and uh, that happened yeah. to me oftentimes in in Shenga and mushrooms. And then a couple of my friends are like, "We're just laughing," and 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 of course, there's other sadness that comes out. But 
when you hear me laugh, you rarely hear me cry, even if I am. But if you hear me laugh and you're going through a sad moment, I imagine we are the most disruptive and distracting people towards other people in their healings when that's happening. And, and I can sometimes feel, uh, well, I think I was also eating chips that one night too, but uh, people just <laughs> freaking out and, and raging at what we're doing. But but again, in that laughter, there is a type of purging that's happening. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And in that laughter, you're probably uh, starting to chemically uh, um, uh, induce a state of mind where you're uh endorphins your dopamine and everything needs to be higher because you're about to go into a very difficult moment right right which is what happened but not before i started seeing horns come out of this one guy's head and oh boy. was doing something bizarre and i'm thinking okay well this is this is really odd but that was it so it, i ended up drinking all four cups Holy and um, yeah the fourth cup um I, I guess I just went right down like I don't even really remember but I was deep in it and to explain this surgery the best I can which is you know it's feelings too and you, you know it's really hard to describe but I'll do my best I was shown I had an issue in my life that something that was like just troublesome to me and I couldn't understand why this was troublesome to me like why I, I remember asking myself why does this bother me like i don't even know and um that was one of the answers i got and i was shown this it looked like a like a dimpled white ball with uh, tentacle arms kind of narrow little tentacle arms coming off of it mm -hmm. and i was shown what it consisted of and it was um love it showed me love and then i was made to feel what love felt like like i became love mm. and that feeling was really intense and then and then i was shown that it was like an uncaring or a like a type of a hurt and and then i felt that too and became that and then it consisted of sensuality and um and then i became that and felt that too so what I'm hearing is there's a ball in front of you with tentacles on it and they're maybe attaching to you or just free flowing as they you were in, it was inside me, this ball, and it was uh, quite large. Okay. Um, and so I hear, um, I hear love. I hear, mm -hmm. um, then that ball changes to, um, no, no, okay. it, it consisted of all three of these things. Okay. So then it does. And then you see the love, you see the uncaring, and then you see, the what was the third one Sen sensuality the sensuality oh yeah yeah cool. and it, i didn't pick them it's just what it was yeah no cool obviously you don't get the choice but uh it's yeah, exactly no. what you needed to hear so so what happens next so then it said the reason that you have been having these troubles is because of this so we need to remove it and and i remember that it it hurt me not physically but in the sense that what it was removing which was obviously burdensome to me mm -hmm. but i knew that it was also a part of me and that's the part that hurt me that that part of me had to be removed and i can't describe that any other way but when it started to rip it out um that's when i came to 
And the shaman was over me, like doing his thing over me. So I don't know what I had been doing on the outside, but obviously something to draw his attention. And I immediately threw up in the bucket and out it went. And you know, I gotta say, after that time, I never had that, that troublesome thing bothering me anymore. It was literally rid of me and it was, that was beautiful. I uh, I love it. Um, and to share some, obviously that's a profound, incredible experience. And and uh, and it's funny because twice in my life, uh, I remember one time I woke up, and I don't think I was doing plant medicine, um, but I uh, I uh, I just felt an incredible sense of loss. And I, I was like, somebody just died. Like something happened. I called my girlfriend up. She was okay. I, I tried to, I couldn't talk though. I couldn't actually physically speak. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? What, what did I lose? And, mm-hmm. um, and then it sort of dissipated. I was able to continue my work by noon, but I was like devastated. And I was like, what, what did I lose that I can't even understand what happened? And, um, right. and then on, on that Sunday, I was microdosing uh, psilocybin. Uh, golden teacher mushrooms and i remember i just couldn't figure it out couldn't figure it out i was watching the movie then i just did like seven um i guess you call them uh of the not seven grams but probably about two grams worth and uh, and then all of a sudden this voice sort of popped in my in my head and it and i imagine it was the 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 voice of my father who passed away when i was 18 and it was like it, it said oh don't worry we're just preparing a place for your mother I just I wasn't going to leave you for long, and it was like this really beautiful moment of having this loss mm-hmm. come back, and then say no no I'm not going to leave you for long. But that's the more important thing, which was which was interesting to me. And I told my mom that story. She's in the winter of her life, and and she loved to hear that. In your case, this seemed like something that was troublesome to you, and always in your way. And you didn't even have to get into it, or maybe you did subconsciously. But it goes okay. We're going to fix your love. We're going to fix your non the non caring part, and we're going to fix your sensuality by taking this out and doing something different is that about accurate yeah well it was yeah there was a little more to it it was in terms it had something to do with somebody else and um it wasn't it wasn't my love or or my uncaring or my sensuality but the the combination sort of of the two i think Mm -hmm. i don't know it's really hard to describe but but it was, yeah, it was taken out and and it yeah. was really profound. It seems to me like you've got three, and I'm I'm just guessing here, I don't know, but it seems like to me like this ball uh, mm-hmm. of emotion is all connected and you can't feel the love without the non-caring and the sensuality and all those three were mixed together mm-hmm. and you couldn't trigger one or the other unless they were there. And they're like, that's not right. You don't need to trigger those there. Let's split them all back up and see what happens. But I, I don't know. Tell me what how do you feel after you throw up in front of the shaman no i was well after i did i i just started crying like Mm. yeah i just sat there and cried and released that emotion and then uh laid back down and went right back in deep again and i got three answers of two questions i had that I don't really want to go into the questions too much, but only to say that, um, you know, when you say, geez, why did that have to happen? You know, it's a question you throw out there and never expect to get an answer. Yes. 
and and I had three big ones. You know, why did that have to happen? You know, one being my son. I'll I'll, I'll tell the one. One being my son getting diabetes. Like, why? Why did my son have to get diabetes? You know, and there was two more. But anyway, um, in that first night in um, Mother with Mother Ayahuasca, I got all three answers. Are you and okay? I never expected to get answers. Yeah. Are you okay sharing the answer you received from? Your, no, your it's personal. Okay. It's, it's, it's personal for him, but yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's it's funny. Like when people see us and know what we've been through and see the changes, that's just, geez, this Ramona is a different. Like I remember seeing you the first time I came back and I was like, Ramona, you look like you're 10 feet tall right now and you had gained this this height. And, and so that I was like, and I and I, and I I was just amazed at, at the change. You looked like a completely different person. And when people see that, they think, oh, they want that healing, right? But they don't understand that <laughs> it's a lot of throwing up and crying. Right? They don't. They, it's they work. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. This is not an easy path, but it is so worth it. But you have to do the work. Yeah, you have to do all the work. It's all your work to do. The late great. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said life's most persistent and urgent question is what are you doing for others? If you are called to service and feel like you need more tools for the situations that are showing up in your life, consider the 30 week Be True to You coaching course. It changed my life and it's helped me to help others. The links are located in the podcast body. I highly recommend taking a look at them and joining us on this journey. Thanks again for listening to the Parables of Plant Medicine. So you get to this place where you're getting answers, which I think we're all seeking from answers from a place that is of ultimate truth and truth for you. And then you're, you're releasing the spiritual surgery, you're getting things taken out uh, of you. Do you notice the difference in your sensuality, love and non-caring, or is that something somebody gave you and had to be taken out because it wasn't yours? That's it. That's mm. it. That's it. You nailed it. Yeah, you're really insightful, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ramona. Yeah. Mm, of uh, yeah. So, and uh, in my assumptions, the first time we met, my Changa uh, mushroom experience was really, really fun. Uh, we were blasting off to different planets. I remember looking over at Lee and we were in an aquarium and it was all purple. And I look at him and he goes, where the hell are we? And we just start laughing. And then I remember, and I remember, but I remember the experience for you. You came over halfway through or near the end. You go, oh, that was a really hard one for me. So when you get that stuff taken out and when you get this thing and you continue along that path, are you still pulling out tentacles of that incident or is there new things underneath no. as you, as you tear the onion skin away, you unveil, you release something else. What happened that night that was difficult for you? In the mushroom changa? Yeah. Oh, that was so intense. Not that it was so difficult. It was so intense. Mm. I, I did one puff of changa. 
and I was gone all night. In oh, fact, wow. in the morning, I was shocked to hear that people had taken it six and seven times. I think my jaw dropped. I was so deep, and I just kept dying. I kept dying, and I would be floating <laughs> and out in the universe, and and really calm with it, you know. And then I would have to come back, and it would be some bodily function why I had to come back, whether I had to, go to the bathroom or I was thirsty. And when I came back, each and every time, it was like um, it would be like an an apartment building cut down the middle, and you can see the floors. If, if you can kind of imagine that. And so I would be there, floating in space, looking at these different inside these different buildings, and they were all my lives at, simultaneously. They were all different, but I had to find the right one to come back to. And then I, and then I would find it, and then I would be back here. And I remember the one time I came back, and I was thirsty, and I remember looking at the bottle. I could barely move, and I remember thinking, "How can I pick that up with no hands?" <laughs> And then I would drink the water, for example, and then I'd be gone again, and I would die. I must have died. I mean, this went on all night long, mm -hmm. and I must have died six, seven times. Yeah, it was intense, and it was just one puff of that changa, and it took me right through until the morning time. In fact, Raquel came and got me at one point, and she said, "Ramoni, you you gotta you gotta what did she say?" straighten up or something like that like come with me and i couldn't walk i, I might as well have been trying to walk on noodles mm -hmm. and between her and and juan david they got me to the bathroom and she was putting water over my head and i mean none of it was working i mean i was gone crazy it was really intense yeah that uh i love rachel and, and juan david uh but rachel's mm -hmm. really got an intuitive sense of people that need help it's pretty amazing mm -hmm. to see that when she does it yeah it's not an uncommon experience and now that we're into about the 40th episode 38 i think episodes of this uh nadine phillips the first one we did um ayahuasca didn't work for her because she had been tricking it since she was a child apparently because in her dad's oh. culture uh they use it all the time and uh and so she did seven grams four grams or seven grams of mushrooms and she went back to the ash kayak records and went through all her past lives and all oh, the all the wow. traumas in which them so it sounds like you were able to do that to one i would have been tempted if i was looking back at uh, at my past lives and i'm sure you probably saw this you're like oh i could be uh an egyptian princess over here maybe i should jump into that life but then you're like no i guess i got kids and responsibility i don't need to jump into the the queen princess of egypt just now but i tell you it's nice it's over there um uh amazing and so uh, what a what a beautiful experience! Thank you for for sharing it with me. And so, mm -hmm. what happens after Rachel gets to you and you sort of calm down? And you come out of the experience of that Chenga mushroom. No, circle. no, I remember talking. I was talking to all my spirit guides, and she's like Ramona, Ramona. And I, I was just, I was just really gone. At one point, Denise come and got me. All the ladies were sitting in a circle, and she come get got me and brought me to the circle. And and right away I was not here again, and and I was in a realm where. So try to describe this. Mm -hmm. I was in a realm where we were all together in a previous 
or or an alternative dimension uh-huh. and it was one that was aware of this dimension but in this dimension we're not aware of that one mm. and so we so I tra- I like morphed into that dimension where we were all laughing about look at us we're so silly what we don't know there and and so we all were together in this other dimension and I I I firmly believe to this day that we we simultaneously live in these different dimensions but in this one we're just unaware of it yeah i, lo- I love it, it. i intense. mean it was an intense night <laughs> yeah yeah i love it i i think that that explains a lot uh about the yin yang symbol about the light and the shadow about many things that happen and i don't think i think it's much more colorful than black and white it's not just light mm-hmm. and dark. There's uh, many different colors uh, within the darkness, and there's many different colors within the light. And uh, and I think that once we understand the depth of that simplicity, um, I, I think you're onto something there. Uh, I mean, every quantum physicist and physicist, yes, it's quite possible there are not only just two, but multiple universes that exist at the same time, as long as we understand um, that it certainly can be interesting to experience or have that level of experience and to be known that your friends in one dimension um are with you in another laughing and giggling about the things you don't know i, I love that so much exactly. and of course yeah. it would be denise right yeah right uh, yeah She's yeah beautiful person yeah. one thing i really love about plant medicine experience and especially your group is um the power that you guys uh seem to that seems to flow through you uh, were you in peru with uh yeah. yeah so do you want yeah. to talk a little bit about that experience in your words um because i remember talking to denise about it and i was like what like it was amazing it was really really amazing we went to Iquitos, which is like the medicine capital of the whole world everything in that town is medicine mm-hmm. even even the menu in the restaurants they have a page just ayahuasca diet you know or dieta mm-hmm. um so that was that was really cool to just be where people live a normal life you know markets and stuff like that but you know where where it's all plant medicine too like they 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 live both lives simultaneously all the time and it was really kind of incredible to witness that but then we um we went to the amazon after so we went to the amazon for christmas and then we went to machu picchu for new years and in the amazon we did um we did some of uh Raquel's um, mushroom chocolates. Mm-hmm. We had brought them there with us and we took them when we went in the Amazon. And I tell you, I was just in awe watching all the jungle life, you know, and all the spirits and the trees, you know, and they were making fun. And, and one boat went down the river and they were kind of like waving after it and laughing amongst themselves, you know, playing with this boat. And, the guy on the boat was totally oblivious to it all. You could see the difference, you know, and he didn't know. And they thought that was funny. And it was really, really incredible. It was just so amazing to be there and to feel almost like one with all the spirits of the jungle, like that real heartbeat of the jungle. It was incredible. Yeah. I, lo- I love that. Um, and I think that I-, I started to realize that God may be in a church somewhere. 
but there's no question he's out in nature in the forest uh -huh. in the jungle oh, yeah. and uh and you can just feel the presence by the teeming uh levels of life there and i love that so you go there you, you have an interesting and amazing time in the jungle understanding that god is nature what happens next uh yeah we we had uh we had a great uh christmas with the people at the retreat it was just a small group of us and and we had so much fun it was just so great and then from there we went to uh, the Sacred Valley, and we were up at Machu Picchu for New Year's, and we we did a meditation up there on the side of that sacred mountain, and you could just really feel it there, too. It was so incredible. It was just so beautiful, and it was a real bonding experience for the three of us. I hear and a story, was... yeah. I heard a story that maybe it was you or Denise opened up a chapter in a book and read it. Yeah, we decided to hold... So we wanted to pick a spot somewhere in the Sacred Valley, and I think it was just outside of PSAT, that where we got a driver to drive us, and then he sat in his car and he waited for us. I mean, he waited for hours because we were taking our time, you know, and there was no time on it. You know, whenever it's done, it's done. And so we were really clear with him. We don't know how long this is going to be, and he was no problem. So he sat down in the car for hours while we climbed this mountainside, and we, we finally find a spot that we think is perfect and we create our little altar and we put all our stuff in there and forgiveness and And I heard and this wasn't an easy climb. This was No oh, it was hard. Like the side <laughs> of a mountain. It's a no trail, like it was you know, we're hanging by weeds sometimes and Amazing. <laughs> So we were determined. And while we were up there, you know, then the elements started coming in because we were, you know, we were doing meditation and calling it in and doing prayers. And and uh, then the wind picks up and, and then rain starts to come in and then it hailed, for God's sake. Like, does it even hail in Peru? But it hailed and we're just sitting there like this. Oh, we were just giddy with laughter. Like, this is amazing. Like, it was, you know, just confirmation. Yeah, this story <laughs> is so amazing because I remember the words that, that Denise had said to me that she read. And she read about how the atmosphere will project mm -hmm. your inner thoughts and your inner spirit and uh, and as you guys came up there uh, i mean hail that's cr that's crazy to me i don't think it i mean the further up you go you would assume that that would happen but that seems pretty low unless you guys run out of oxygen for you to have right. uh, to have hail up there but what an incredible uh, moment of calling in um that and then seeing the the truth happen in that very moment where there was no sign of clouds or anything like that before correct no, no, it was a beautiful sunny day. And it was again after all, all those elements came in and maybe lasted five, ten minutes each, I'm not sure. And then and then gone and it was a beautiful sunny day again. It's amazing. I, I love that story. And it really uh, in, in enhances the connection between you women and uh, the powers that you are unleashing together and uh, how you're supporting each other in uh, in the new um, healing center.
Uh, everything takes uh, twice as long and costs three times as much. But man, I'm so excited for you guys to be getting to where you're doing at this. I'm excited because I think uh, next year I'll be uh, I'll be heading out there to uh, do some training with you guys. But um, absolutely uh, delighted that you were able to share your story with me and with us and uh, to support this new uh, journey into healing and health. Ramona, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, it was an honor, Jeff. Thank you very, very much. Okay, we'll talk soon. You bet. Thank you. Bye-bye.